This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, you've tuned into The Property Show, the show all about everything property-related, and I'm Chong Jen Sun. Today, we're looking at how big data in the property sector can help multiple industry stakeholders. According to a KPMG Global PropTech survey, only 25% of real estate organisations have a well-established data strategy. With an ever-changing world, this is deemed more vital now to be able to understand consumer preferences, the right land to acquire, and also for governments to have the right housing policy. But why aren't Malaysian companies or even the government embracing this change more and really maximising growth opportunities? Joining me in the studio is Shin Yi Ho, Managing Director for the Data and Software Solutions at Property Guru. Shin Yi, how prevalent is the use of big data in real estate in Malaysia compared to, say, five years ago? Good morning, Jensen. Thank you very much for having me. So we're definitely seeing um, big improvements in how quickly and how vast Malaysian businesses, are, particularly within real estate, is adopting um, big data. So I would say, like say, for example, you know, the amount of data that's been generated over the last five years has grown in such a significant way across the world and then, you know, definitely in Malaysia as well. So some we work with more than 250 uh, partners in Malaysia uh, within the whole property ecosystem, including developers, banks, valuers, and you know, larger institutions. And we see that many of them are going on, on this journey, recognizing that the ability to proactively manage your data and to be able to make actionable insights out of the data is f- crucial to their business. And how does Malaysia say compared to the rest of ASEAN in terms of the take-up of this big data? I would say in so Malaysia definitely is one of the most advanced digital nations in Southeast Asia with a very rapidly expanding uh, digital infrastructure internet penetration of you know close to 90 percent um i would say it's far ahead of many other nations in uh, southeast asia um uh, and you know it's really enabled the country to embrace digitalization that being said there is still a, a lot of room to grow there's still a long road ahead i would say based on our experience how advanced the companies are can vary quite a lot so you've got you know these large organizations that may have more in-house capability or investment bandwidth and just the expertise to be able to go deeper whereas the smaller and medium-sized enterprises may have a harder time figuring out how to get started. And Shinyi, in the property value chain, uh, which party or who stands to benefit the most? Will it be the developers, the property agents, the firms, the consultants, the valuers, the banks or the town planners? Actually, I would say completely across the board. I think from what we've seen so far, just you know the adoption of data and applying technology into making better uh, decisions or reducing inefficiencies is really seeing... Uh, big um, impact across across the ecosystem. So I'll just give a couple of examples. So for some of the developers, for instance, the usage of data is allowing them to make better decisions around where to acquire land, what to build, how much to sell. And then for the banks, it's a lot about how they can turn around um, uh, mortgage approvals more quickly, how they can really help you know, uh, consumers or property buyers buy what they like. And even for, even for urban planners looking at how best to develop 
developed communities of tomorrow? How are people moving around in the cities? How is the impact of hybrid working, for instance, affecting how people are moving? Uh, it, it trickles down across the entire ecosystem. And ultimately, the everyday person who is living in these uh, communities uh, are, uh, are benefiting from just better decisions made across the board. And Shinyi, shouldn't this actually start at the top, i.e. the government, to ensure the right housing policies are adopted and to understand the demographics and the changing needs to ensure that land usage is the most efficient and there is minimal inventory or overhang? I think every play- player within the ecosystem has a role to play. And then in the case of Malaysia, the Malaysian government has been very supportive and we are working with the government as well to see how best we can partner with the ecosystem to be able to provide value and to provide you know, insights for better decision making. So just say, for example, the National Property Information Centre, NAPIC, they have been spearheading digitalization efforts in the property sector, and whether it's by collecting, analyzing, or publishing data relating to properties across the country. Now, this kind of information really helps investors and property buyers and sellers make uh, better decisions. That being said, I think the, the government has a role to play, but at the same time, you know, whether the private uh, sector also has a very significant role to play to be able to provide feedback on what works, doesn't work. And then companies like us, Property Guru, through our offering Property Guru for Business, we can provide the data tools and the software to equip um, all these different players within the ecosystem to do that. And Shin, you gave an example earlier how a developer may use actually big data in terms of uh, acquiring land and where is the right land to acquire. But what really happens next in the use of big data? What does a developer then have to actually monitor or do? So the so the, so, um, so for example, um, some of the developers that we work with, um, you know, in order to there is an issue of you know overhang in certain pockets of Malaysia, and I think what data has really helped them to do is minimize waste, uh, make uh, and you know the real estate real estate is very capital intensive um, business. You know, the, I think the 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 chance the risk of uh, making you know painful mistakes is also correspondingly large. So when they're using when they're using data and also just you know intelligent predictive models to be able to look at um, where demand is, um, how the changes in you know mobility patterns are, they can they are more confident in deciding you know which land to acquire, what to build, uh, and what is the appropriate you know demand and supply um, conditions within that sub market. And then they are able to make just better decisions whether it's to reduce overhang to to build more sustainable um, properties that will withstand the test of time that will be still standing you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now and beyond to serve the community that they're developing in. How about a consumer then when wanting to purchase or rent a property? How does big data then help? And, you know, definitely for the end consumer, it's harder to access large data in the way that you know the enterprise companies have. So what we have done, for instance, within our marketplace, so that's Property Guru Malaysia and iProperty, consumers are actually able to look at, say, for example, the a transactional history of a particular area. And then we also provide certain indexes like livability uh, information around, you know, um, what, what you'll be able to find in their location. Um, and then we're constantly looking at ways to surface interesting, useful data insights for the end consumer to make that decision. Buying a home is easily one of the most significant decisions anybody has to make in their lives. So we want to be able to empower consumers to make the decision by providing them that, you know, data transparency and the insights that may not necessarily be available to them otherwise. Shinyi, how do you get all the industry players to work together, to come together to ensure that everyone actually is on the same page and benefits from this big data usage? That's a great question. As the tr- 
trust as a real estate trust platform in Southeast Asia, aside from you know the marketplace where we are offering a platform for buyers and sellers uh, to meet and you know for agents to be able to conduct their business, we are co- we are constantly looking at different ways to partner with the industry uh, better. So whether it is in the form of um, you know, thought leadership, whether it's in the form of identifying their uh, their pain points, um, looking at and looking forward into you know future trends and what may impact the different different parts of the ecosystem allows us to play a very meaningful role in you know, whether it's identifying the areas to enhancing uh, awareness of certain areas or whether it's with um, co-creating solutions to problems and these solutions may not even exist um, today. So I think in order for the for different parts to come together, there I think there's a there's, there are a couple of things uh, very beneficial uh, for the ecosystem. Uh, one would definitely be a general recognition that digital transformation is necessary. It's coming, whether we like it or not. Um, and the best way to be to be able to deal with that is to just be prepared. So openness in dealing with new technologies, agility to change our minds and make decisions on the fly, the access to real-time data, the access to uh, the latest in you know, uh, data analysis methods uh, really helps the um, the industry with moving forward quickly. Shinyi, yeah. generally based on your experience, what sort of statistics collected from big data and artificial intelligence would be the most relevant in our property market today? Um, I can think of a few examples uh, there. So um, so one of the things that we have been um, really looking into and that's available uh, in our data sense uh, market intelligence platform is mobility data. So, you know, apart, so because of the, whether it's the pandemic or whether it's, you know, other reasons, changing demographics, people, the way people live is very different today compared to 10, 20 years ago. In fact, the pace of change is accelerating. Some of the preconceived notions that we have about real estate may no longer be valid today. So mobility data is something that's very current, that's very real time. And looking at how people move, how people live allows us to better prepare for you know the kind of cities and communities that we want to develop tomorrow. So that's in one instance. For instance, we've been working with uh, partners on looking at how apart from uh, residential homes but in the retail real estate, how people are visiting them and how that's different from the past and how even uh, people are behave differently across different neighborhoods. And that just allows you know, these developer partners to make different decisions around uh, what they want to do, the kind of activities they want to run in their retail um, premises. And what are some of the other softer issues which AI is unable to collect, which are equally important? Um, I think uh, sentiment. Um, I mean, for, for example, right now, you know, in the case of a very good example would be uh, uh, the, the, the huge rise in generative uh, artificial intelligence. A lot of it, you know, it's um, it's based on what uh, we have done in the past. And then, you know, it's, it's been able to aggregate a lot of information, but it hasn't had the ability to be able to uh, predict with a very high confidence on, um, you know, how people really feel and how, what their sentiment um, ought to be. You know, some of the some of the challenges that our partners um, have definitely, you know, being able to look into the future. And that's something that's really hard. So I think this is where data really comes in and plays a very important role because it allows you to be able to look at the past and be able to you know, c- couple 
that with a couple of different uh, parameters using also human judgment, which machines uh, are not able to apply and be, and be able to make that best decision uh, moving forward. So we often tell our partners as well that you know, you know uh, data is only one part of the equation and data can be very uh, intimidating for many. So if we can solve the whole data automation part, then you can avail the human judgment to be able to do what machines cannot. And we'll be taking a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You've tuned into The Property Show. I'm Chong Jen Sun. Today's topic is how big data in the property sector can help multiple industry stakeholders. Joining me to discuss this is Shin Yiho, Managing Director for the Data and Software Solutions at Property Guru. Shin Yi, does big data give rise to issues such as complying with data protection acts? Definitely. And this is something that we really prioritize and hold um, very uh, important to our uh, our responsibility to the ecosystem. So you know, in, in Malaysia, there's also very strong you know, data protection uh, policies. And we just recently um, you know, really invested in getting our ISO certification to to you know, around data security, around data protection. Um, with you know with 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 power that comes with data comes with responsibility as well. And this is something that um, I think um, if any any business that's really collecting a lot of data, particularly consumer um, data, needs to invest in you know protecting and securing the data. And that is something that we've all, that's always been very important to Property Guru. Shinyi, can you give us an idea in terms of uh, the trends in the property sector? What is big data telling property players what consumers and buyers really want now? Um, I think there are a few uh, trends that we're definitely seeing. Um, for example, one is the shift into uh, smaller family units, um, and then um, the property, um, property at the moment at least, you know, um, property development uh, can be in certain pockets uh, expensive. Affordable housing is something that's been, you know, key on the uh, Malaysian government agenda for quite a while now. So the big data is definitely helping us to reckon, understand um, how the change in demographics, the change in social trends is impacting the, uh, people's choices and decisions around where they want to live, what they want to buy, um, and, you know, and that can correspond with their family planning um, outlook. Um, and then, you know, also the hybrid working, the remote working that has been definitely triggered by the pandemic is changing um, how people want to live. Last but not least, definitely not to be underestimated is the people's concerns around climate change. Like in the case of Malaysia, um, unfortunately, there's been a few, you know, um, flash floods due to you know, the, yeah, the sheer amount of rain. And people are really looking at the protection of their assets. And when we look into you know areas where there are flood risks, for example, uh, we're looking, we're seeing that people are definitely more uh, nervous about some of these uh, climate-related impacts on real estate. Shinyi, given the ever-evolving nature of the industry and also changing needs of buyers, how does AI really cope with these changes? And um, that's that's a really interesting question. So AI is, uh, in my mind, it's all about change. And AI is you know, the, the why artificial intelligence and machine learning models is so powerful and to some rather terrifying is that their their ability to adapt with change is significantly quicker than us than than you know, the, the human intelligence so the, the with the sheer amount of data that is you know provide, uh, produced every day um, artificial intelligence is able to you know work with that data and find new patterns you know much quicker than we can so the the adapting to change is fine for artificial intelligence I think what is the bigger question and the more important question is how we deal with these machine learning models that 
that are able to change very fast. How are we also adapting our skills, our mindsets, mindsets to be able to very do we manage these models uh, with agility and to be open to you know changing the way we do things, changing our mindsets so that we can adapt with um, with the, the models as well. Um, I think it's it's I would say data and technology are definitely to be used as tools. Um, at, at the end of the day, the there is still human judgment that's needed to be able to harness uh, and maximize what we get out of these um, models. Are there any case studies in some of the other more developed markets? How big data has helped property players and also the government? Uh, I'll, I'll say in, in Singapore, for, for example. Um, Singapore um, is you know, definitely more advanced than many nations you know, in Southeast Asia or in the world with using um, big data. So, for instance, the um, uh, as, a, as an island, um, you know, we're definitely in Singapore, they're definitely very um, uh, careful about rising sea levels and they monitor that on, on a very you know, uh, on very, very closely and looking at how that has an impact on, you know, some of the neighbourhoods that are you know, located closer to the coast and then proactively making um, strategic plans, that longer term plans to be able to protect those neighbourhoods and do what is necessary to to work around um, climate change and uh, rising sea levels. Um, and then a very good example also of how um, they've been able to use big data is, you know, in the whole management of the pandemic, for instance, um, proactively using now fast methods to look at real-time data and how people are moving in the city um, to be able to make very um, very quick decisions um, relating to pandemic control. Um, so that would be some you know, two examples of that. Shinyi, while the use of big data among the property fraternity would be useful, government policies and the consistency would be an overriding factor and can potentially derail the usage of big data. How does one actually balance this? Um, I think the best way is to just constantly have very open conversations. Um, I think you know, from our interactions um, with local government, there is definitely a clear understanding that the ability to proactively manage and harness big data is crucial uh, to Malaysia. And also, in likewise with our really our conversations with our, our partners in the private sector, we have you know wide range. We have you know, the more sophisticated uh, partners who are more ahead of the game, and then we have a lot of these smaller businesses who are just looking on how to get started. And, you know, that's, I think that's in some ways the beauty of um, the, the role the property guru plays to be able to facilitate that conversation between the private sector and the public sector because we have um, a lot of investments in data and technology and, you know, this uh, property technology, that's the area that we're really, uh, we really excel in um, to be able to, you know, just have that conducive uh, open conversation about what the market needs, what people are looking for um, and what is required just for real estate in Malaysia to be able to go forward. And Shinyi, where do you see the usage of big data for the property sector in Malaysia, say, over the next 10 years? Um, I think there, uh, there'll be a mul- I can foresee multiple uh, use cases, um, definitely. Uh, I think, like, for example, in the area of um, affordable housing, for instance, I think the application of big data will be able to just facilitate an entire uh, value chain end-to-end, um, you know, where people, uh, which pockets of the population are really needing that to, you know, which areas that they, we should 
should be developing affordable housing, how best we the banks or the financial institutions are able to facilitate that, um, that would be one area. And then the second area for sure is around uh, climate risks and how that impacts uh, the population. Again, that influences the development of um, cities and towns and where best we can invest, what kind of materials we should be using in building these cities um, and how even you know, insurers, uh, for instance, uh, uh, play a role in that to make sure that people are able to secure um, their homes. Um, and then also in the in the space of, um, um, say, um, uh, whether it's uh, restaurants and retail businesses, um, who, which are some of the partners that we are working with, looking at how the changes in just you know, um, human behaviors when it, when it comes to where they live and where they want to go and, and how far they're willing to travel during the day to start re-looking at how cities and towns should be developed um, to, to, to for, for Malaysia to be a more livable um, country than it is already today. And lastly, uh, Shinyi, can I get your general views on the property market in Malaysia? What are some of your insights? Um, I think we have done a quite extensive research um, in, in the last um, yeah, couple of years to look at the resilience of um, the housing industry in the region and definitely in Malaysia. I think in Malaysia, there's still, it continues to be a very strong uh, property uh, market um, in your in in particularly in areas like Kuala Lumpur, um, uh, Penang, uh, Johor, we're still seeing very strong demand. There's still a very big um, you know middle um, income group, and a lot of people still buying their first homes. So we're not seeing um, we're not seeing you know an easing in say the the amount the demand um, for property. I think what uh, we're definitely seeing is um, then for people people are more conscious about their choices about their decisions. Definitely around the you know the younger generation, they care about sustainability, they care about um, uh, you know climate change, and then that is impacting a lot of their buying decisions, including uh, real estate. Um, but was in the next, I think the next ten years will continue to be very vibrant for Malaysia, um, and then we will continue uh, to work with the partners within uh, real estate through Property Guru um, to help you know every all the players make better decisions and drive more efficiency in real estate. That's all the time that we have for the property show. I've been speaking to Shin Yi Ho, Managing Director for Data and Software Solutions at Property Guru. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.